This is the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk on every team in the NHL. From the wild woods of Vancouver Island, welcome to the Soda Pod. Isha Jerome here. Thank you for joining me whenever you're listening. All right, so I think it's going to be a shorter show this week. Uh, every time I say that, I end up going an hour, an hour and a half anyways. Um, the interview that we had this week is a lot shorter than the, the last few ones that have been you know, up to an hour, like 45 minutes to an hour. Not to say that there's any less substance there. It was an outstanding interview, and I'm very excited to feature it on today's Monday guest segment here on the Soda Pod. But just letting you all know, uh, a lot of things brewing, right? I mean, the National Hockey League with their 24-team uh, play-in playoff format, uh, there's a lot to unpack there. We'll we'll touch on it a bit in our poll question and in the NHL news uh and, and discussion portion of the podcast here, but we will continue to talk about it and unpack it in the next coming weeks. Uh, there's a lot more NHL news and uh, speculation and, and things brewing that I imagine will pop up in the next couple weeks as well. So very excited to get back into the rhythm of actually like covering the National Hockey League and the Minnesota Wild very closely. Because to be honest, folks, as much as I love Michael Russo, uh, and both of his podcasts, the one with uh, Suhan and also, I believe that's on the Talk North network, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, um, and then his Straight From The Source, which is through The Athletic, like, I, I love listening to, to both of those, but just with, without being in the rhythm of sports, um, I've just found, like, when I'm working out and stuff like that, I just would rather listen to music, whereas, like, during the sports season, where I just needed to know everything, both for covering the Minnesota Wild and the NHL uh, on this platform, and just you know, shamelessly wanting to know everything. I was a little bit more inclined to just listen to podcasts and radio shows when I was working out. But but these days, I don't know, I've just kind of, I've fallen into the rhythm of, of listening to a lot of music lately uh, more than anything. So I'm like, I'm not even caught up on straight for this, straight from the source. Um, any like random tidbit that I'd like to probably unpack in regards to the wild that I would have probably, you know, listened to and highlighted um, throughout the season like I was doing when I was literally consuming every single Minnesota wild like media product. I haven't been doing the admittedly the last few weeks, but I have been as you've been uh, as you've been hearing. If you are a recurring and regular listener, uh, was extended guest segments um, when we were doing two episodes a week. Uh, we kept the Wednesday segment usually bare. Um, sometimes we bring on a guest, but that one was mostly just like talking about the Minnesota Wild, their last games, and just like NHL news topics. Whereas like the Monday episode was very much uh, featuring the guest since episodes are just dropping Monday right now during this uh, COVID-19 pandemic, uh, I decided, you know, heavy load them with guests. And if there are NHL topics, we'll spend a decent amount of time unpacking those. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I won't say anything else because it kind of everything else will, will be touched upon in this episode. Uh, some exciting guests to come uh, that are, that have been booked for interviews that are in talks for like setting dates um very very exciting stuff folks so no short of content coming with or without hockey being played on the ice 
So episode 60, holy shit, 60 episodes of the Soda Pod. And if you're like the dog father who's been around since day one, thank you very, very much. I know we have a lot of other loyal fans out there. And I know we have some fans who've been trying to connect with us and maybe you've been thinking that we've been snubbed them. It's not true, and I'll get into that momentarily. First, I want to run down the show. Actually, no, scale it back one more time. I'm not drinking a beer while recording this. I'm sorry. I admit it. It's true. <coughs> Excuse me. This weekend, this past weekend, um, in Canada, well, actually, two weekends ago is May Long in Canada, May Long weekend, which is all, which is uh, a holiday for us. And the, I, I decided not to go camping that weekend, or, or that's usually the tradition up here in Canada. Um, I decided to forego that weekend because usually it's just so fucking packed, and you can't find your your sick like secluded spot anyways. Especially with parks being closed in uh, British Columbia right now, every sick hidden spot is pretty much taken. It's not hidden. Um, so I decided to forego that weekend and go this last weekend, and uh, like it was fun. Like I didn't overdo it or anything. I, I haven't been drinking as, as again regular listeners will know, other than like the soda pod and uh, the after hours show on the hockey podcast network's Patreon account, and Facebook. Highly recommend you go check that out. Um, I've been staying relatively sober and healthy and, and whatnot. So it didn't take me a lot to have a, have a lot of fun this weekend. Um, one day of sun, the next day of rain. We built Tarp City. It was a beautiful thing. Whoa. Look at that. That rhymed. Anyways, um, so I, I'm just, it's Monday. I, I'm recovering. I'm going to go on a, a mountain bike uh, rip after recording this. And then I'm also going to do a, uh, I don't know, probably like 20K after dinner on the road bike. So I, I just want to stay fresh. I'm drinking, but I am, I'm drinking a smoothie. I'm drinking, I'm drinking a smoothie. And you know what? All right, just for you folks, I'm going to take a shot of Pink Whitney right now. All right, one sec. Mm. Oh, there you go. <laughs> oh, a little uh, whew. a little oxygen to the fire, eh? Okay, show rundown. We got some listener interaction. Um, we have some some things I want to dive into on Twitter. And in regards to the open phone app, for those who've been trying to text in, I know we had some regular listeners and then just or regular contributors, and then it just kind of went silent. Now. That's where open phone, our partnership apparently ended and, uh, we didn't know on our end, we, but because you could still log in and everything, but when you went to send a text or when you went to call someone, which I, I tried to do for, for this last interview, I was going to use my Minnesota number. Um, it didn't work and said my, uh, you know, the partnership had ended, blah, blah, blah. So that was a uh, news to us. We we're, we've contacted open phone. We're rekindling everything and the numbers should be back very, very soon. Uh, we're going to dive into the poll question and then right into our guest segment, which we are featuring author Jody Anderson. And then finally we'll end up, we'll end off with some NHL news. Just a few topics that I want to unpack quick shout out to open phone. I know technically we're not even really a, sp- in a partnership deal, they're not really a sponsor right now, but that, I feel like that was a little bit, uh, it was on us for not noticing earlier, and it was on them for not, um, well, telling us when the end date would be, but, uh, still support our friends at Open Phone, uh, it's a text and voicemail open to all Minnesota fans, our number that is, and beyond, listen, it's simple, next week, if you call us, leave us a voicemail or text us, we'll put you on the podcast, we may have to do a huge-ass segment if, if, uh, if I get the, the service back and just have an array of texts from our regulars being like, hello, hello. Um, anyways, it's a great way to interact, so don't be shy. The number is 612-324-1684. Again, add it to your phone, 
84. Please contact us on Twitter as well. Myself at VS Sports Talk and of course the Soda Pod at the Soda Pod. Uh, this segment is usually brought to you by the Open Phone app, who give you a business phone in an app. They do have great monthly rates at only 10 bucks a month, and the web app is outstanding. So there you go. Free ads, baby. Mm. Kick ass smoothie. And I'm not like I'm a traditionalist. I do the veggie mix. I got like concentrated veggie mix. I got hemp protein, no sugar, blackberries, blueberries, and raspberry mix, banana, and uh, and just some water. Maybe a splash of coconut milk and or almond milk, depending on what I'm feeling. There you go. Beautiful. If you uh, hear a pause throughout this podcast, it's because I'm just drinking this beautiful smoothie I got going on. All right, so we got the interactive segment here. We'll dive right into it. I shared a picture on the Soda Pod account, or it was a tweet, rather, of, of a picture. And uh, I'll retweet it from uh, the AVI Sports Talk when I'm done recording here. It was uh, courtesy of at fairy underscore designs, and it was an Olympic jersey concept spreadsheet, and it was unbelievable. I mean, you outdid yourself here. So give them a follow, at fairy designs. There was a lot of interaction on this post, uh, the one I retweeted from our regular listeners here on the SodaPod, so I decided that I will uh, I dive into it here in this segment. So let's start with the dog father himself at Belly Rubs number four pups. It's Belly Rubs four pups, the number four, ladies and gentlemen. I think it's the Swedish jersey, but I'm not sure. Either way, I would rock the shit out of the Viking ship jersey as well. Hard eyes emoji. Uh, the Swedish alternate jersey is a fucking Viking. It's a dark blue base with a Viking ship as the the logo crest, and it's oh man, it's that it, it really is awesome. I mean, <coughs> I think Canada's the only one that's kind of just bland. It's kind of like nah, I kind of liked our black Maple Leaf Canada jersey. Anyways, um, the USA one is outstanding though. State of Hoppy actually jumps in and uh, says that, hey, the USA series is always hard to pass on. And you know what? I'd, I'd agree, State of Hoppy. I think, uh, well, the, the the home and away, pretty basic USA jersey, which which I like. You know, I, I, I really appreciate basic jerseys, especially college jerseys. If you can get the color scheme right and the striping right, you don't need like a, a sweet crest. You can, you can keep it simple. Anyways, I digress. The USA third jersey, unbelievable. Really enjoyed that one as well. Uh, Justin Big likes Finland. You can follow Justin Big at Deist2004. State of Hoppies at State of Hoppy, by the way. Uh, Justin Wiggins chimed in as well. You can give him a follow at Justin underscore, or Justin Wiggins underscore, rather. He's, he likes the Finnish ones as well, says those Finland unis are sick. And the Finland ones are pretty close to what finland has now uh some minor variations but uh, again folks i know this is a podcast you can't see what i'm talking about here but i will share it so um you know fire fire up uh the the twitter fire up the twitter your twitter uh get on the soda pod and and, or or at vs sports talk and check out this image finally uh the nvp show that's our friend neil villapiano a soon-to-be host, actually, of the New Jersey Devils podcast. He's taken over the interim guys, uh, and he's going to be with us. He just, you know, he signed on for a full year and throughout the summer, so we're really excited for him out of New Jersey. You know, working for ESPN and and doing his own sports show. He's a, an author as well, actually. As we keep that theme going throughout the Soda Pod, um, he does he does great work. So give him a follow at the NVP Show. 
he likes them all and he used uh, you, all the jerseys that is and used an emoji uh, the emoji flag of each country in appreciation so neil's a goddamn beauty he loves the like almost every team in the nhl and he loves every single international team jersey so there we go an abbreviated uh interactive segment since the open phone is down at the moment just want to give a quick shout out to our sponsors uh manscaped you can check them out manscaped.com hey if you use the promo code thpn you'll get 30 percent off your next purchase the lawnmower 3.0 it's truly outstanding i mean there's sensors on it which a light will change color when you get too close to your skin and too close to those sensitive areas i'm telling you ladies and gentlemen both your partners and your balls and you know what if you're a woman i'm i'm sure i'm sure things get a little thick down there i'm sure you could use the lawnmower 3.0 we don't we don't discriminate sure it's probably advertised and branded for males but this thing's an unbelievable razor it works on everyone their slogan is your balls will thank you your body will thank you manscape.com promo code thpn uh, our partnership with southern scholar men's premium socks is continuing ladies and gentlemen they have a promotion going on the rest of the month as well with us and if you use promo code thpn you can get five dollars off your next subscription box and you get five dollars off your next purchases also you get entered into a kick-ass draw all details at hockey pod net on twitter so go check that out and finally we're nearing the end at the end of may after next week which i cannot believe we're already almost into june holy shit Anyways, coolhockey.com slash THPN. You're going to want to use that link, ladies and gentlemen, because when you do, you will be entered. If you buy anything by using that link, you can you will be entered into winning a $200 gift card courtesy of Cool Hockey. If you use the promo code THPN, you will get 30% off your additional order that you have purchased from coolhockey.com slash THPN. So go do that. Take a screenshot of your purchase. Send it to us at HockeyPodNet. You'll be entered into that draw. It just It's easier for us to track who's made purchases if you just if it's from the source rather than having to go in and you know look through lists of who uses the, the link and, and promo code and whatever. So coolhockey.com slash THPN, promo code THPN. All right, Whew, through the ads. You don't want to skip them, though, because they're all for you. We're giving you folks deals. We're not just reading out plain scripts, you know, Manscaped. They probably didn't want me to talk about, uh, you know, a woman's bush. But, hey, I did. I did. Let's get into the poll question. Talking about balls, we can talk about female parts, too, right? Okay, so let's stop. Just stop it. You'd think I was drinking, man. Maybe it just... I haven't had a big... I haven't had a lot to eat today. I've been trying to keep it light because I, I camp in style. I'd like pierogies, um, that, you know, some homemade pierogies with some elk sausage, add some bacon and egg noodles with some like tofu and some, you know, sesame peanut butter mix that I, that I prepped. I go full out when I camp, you know, and I went out in the boonies like, but, but my, my vehicle can get me there. I got a pretty, pretty decent camping rig. And, uh, yeah, so I ate a lot of heavy foods this weekend and didn't do a lot of working out when, when you're camping, you know, you're kind of in, kind of in a, a permanent workout mode, I guess, cause your body's always kind of like on alert. So I'm sure you're burning a little bit more calories than you than usual, but 
I didn't even bring my mountain bike. I didn't hit any trails. I didn't go swimming that much because it was pretty mild and it was pissing rain the second day. So like, that's why today I'm going ham biking. I may even lift. Uh, I don't think I should lift weights today. I'm, I'm probably I'm, I am going to lift some weights tomorrow. So I'm keeping things light today. Um, I'm giving my body a break from just pounding heavy foods. So I've had like like fiber cereal and some fruit in the morning, and I'm you know down this pretty hefty smoothie for lunch. You know I might have some like. I don't know, granola or something before I hop on the bike. But uh, that one shot of Pink Whitney, let me tell you, got me rolling. All right. Um, our poll question from last week. I just want to quickly run down the results. Which state or province should host NHL games in order to conclude the 2019-2020 season slash playoffs? Now, this was kind of nixed by the National Hockey League. They, they want to just do... And NA, or they want to hold games in, in National Hockey League rinks. They think that's just going to be easier. And, you know, and I, I tend to agree with them. Dylan and I had a great conversation about this on episode 59 of the podcast. So if you want to hear a little bit more about that, uh, hit up the poll question segment on that show. Our choices here for this one, though, were British Columbia, Minnesota, Prince Edward Island, and Alaska. Uh, thanks to everyone who voted. We really appreciate uh, the contributors. Minnesota won the poll with 56%, followed by British Columbia at 18 closely followed by Alaska at 16 Prince Edward Island with a mere 8.3%. Um, I talked about kind of the uh, the interaction we had on it last week. Um, actually, one of the Kenyan international ice hockey players, shout out the Kenyan international, I believe they're the Ice Lions, um, Ali Kilanga commented, uh, Minnesota, because I know Alex Freakon, attaboy. And then Ali followed the soda pod and myself. So thanks, Ali, for the interaction here. I hope you listen to the podcast. New poll question this week. We're keeping it simple in light of the news that if the National Hockey League move forward with this 24-team play-in slash playoff format, then the Minnesota Wild will play the Vancouver Canucks, which for me, it's it's the best case scenario for the shit show that is COVID-19 and how it affected uh, professional sports and, well, the world. Because, you know, I, I, I bleed blue and green based on, you know, growing up in northern BC and living, you know, on the West Coast now. However... I fucking love this wild team. Those regular listeners know, like, this is this is my team. This is the team I'm covering. This is the team I'm invested in. Other than local sports radio, which, yes, is Canucks heavy. I, I will get I will say that, like TSN 1040, for example. I still, I, I, I don't listen to it just for Canucks talk. I listen to it for my sports uh, consumption. Like, if I was in Minnesota, I'd listen to KFAN probably every day, which I do to a certain extent. But other than Minnesota wild hockey, I don't really give a fuck about the rest of the sports there. Sorry, everybody. Anyways, um, where was I getting at with this? The matchup. A, I think it's a great matchup. B, I'm fucking pumped. Because whoever wins, I'm going to be pumped. I'm going to be happy. Obviously, I'll probably sulk if Minnesota loses just because I'll have a little bit more of invested interest in them covering the team. But as a Vancouver Canucks fan, you know, like... I- I got to tell the story in more detail sometime, but like I, I was there in downtown Vancouver in, in 2011. Like I, I'm close to this team, uh, despite not following them this year. And, and it's kind of a shame because I was watching game footage of Quinn Hughes the other day, just while I was eating dinner. And he is the mo- the best skater I've ever seen since, since Dennis Savard, like a hundred percent. But anyways, that's a story for another day. Poll question. 
Who do you think comes out of this series on top? The Minnesota Wild or the Vancouver Canucks? It's simple. Best of five proposed. I think we're going to see it transpire. Please explain why, because I have my thoughts. I'll get into them a little later if we have time. Um, and if not, I'll get into them on episode 61 when we revisit and wrap up the poll question. Uh, if you're listening to this podcast, the poll question is live on Twitter at the SodaPod. So please give us a follow and chime in on that. Don't forget to follow myself on Twitter as well at VI Sports Talk. Um, the best thing you can do today, though, is rate and review the network and the shows you like, especially the SodaPod, even if the review is, rid- is ridiculous. You can tell me what you you know what your traditions are on um, on Labor Day weekend, or you can or not Labor Day weekend. What am I saying? Memorial Day weekend, uh, May long weekend. If you're uh, Canadian, you can tell me what you had for breakfast. You can tell me what you had for lunch. You can tell me what your fucking dog's name is. I don't give a shit. Five stars is all I care about. Five stars, any review. It helps us stay on top of the sports charts, and we appreciate it so much, ladies and gentlemen. Like I I don't I'm at a loss for words I don't have the words just thank you so much so reminder we have a poll question every week we just ran down last week's and I introed this week's uh we we love the interaction on it and um it just feeds the fire of this show baby Uh, the soda pod is a product of the hockey podcast network and it is brought to you by our friends at Southern Scholar Men's Premium Socks and our friends at CoolHockey dot com slash thpn promo code for each of our sponsors five dollars off. Southern Scholars Men's Premium Socks with the promo code THPN and 30% off your next purchase at coolhockey.com slash THPN. All right, let's move on to our guest segment. It was an absolute treat to catch up with Jody Anderson, author of Hockey Moms Aren't Crazy. Well, maybe a little. All right, everybody, we have a special guest for you this week. Uh, Jody Anderson, author of Hockey Moms Aren't Crazy, well, maybe a little, and a huge Minnesota Wild fan. You can give her a follow at HockeyMom underscore Jody. Thank you for making some time for us today on the Soda Pod. Jody, how are you? I'm doing well. Thank you so much for having me on. Oh, my pleasure. My pleasure. So, uh, first and foremost, congratulations, you know, on the success of your book. Uh, It's such a cool idea. And from the moment I saw it, I knew I had to bring you on this show, especially because, well, you're from Minnesota. So let's start with uh, the love of the game. Like, Where did your love for hockey begin? Was it before or after you, you had kids who were playing the sport? Oh, gosh. Um, it was actually during my um, son came home. He was in second grade with a blue, I'll never forget it. It was a blue piece of paper. He came running off the bus and up the steps and into the house just yelling, Mom, Mom, I can play hockey for free. Look. And, you know, that's kind of how they get to. <laughs> You play that first year free, and after that, you pay. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's so interesting because that's it, I'm I'm from Canada, actually, the west coast of Canada, and things obviously work a little bit different out here. So, can you can you expand on that? Because that's such a cool cool thing to get kids from the grassroots who, who don't necessarily have parents who are into the sport. I mean, up here in Canada, everyone's kind of into the sport, um, but to get younger players uh, involved, I mean, having hockey for free for the first year—that's outstanding. Isn't that huge? That That's amazing. I love it. Not only is the hockey free, a lot of associations down here will also include the equipment, so that helps as well. That's that's truly amazing. So, 
So you got into hockey after your kids started playing. Did you start following the NHL or any other local leagues, or did you kind of just continue to follow your kids until, uh, I, I don't know, like wh when did you start following the Minnesota Wild or, or any other college teams or whatnot? Oh, gosh. You know, I can't even remember. Um, hockey got into our blood quite, quite quickly, and the group that we were in, of course, were more experienced hockey people than we were, so we just kind of um, took it from there. We went to games. We went to a wild games. And um, I even was at the Met for North Star game. So um, it, it's a lot of fun. And we just learned along with the other parents. And it, we ended up splitting season wild tickets um, three ways. And we just had a blast with it. I love the game. And I'm following college hockey even more and more so now than I ever have because I have a, a few buddies in there that are going to, going up the, up the chain of the ladder there. Amazing. So when the Minnesota Wild came into expansion in the National Hockey League, can you describe the buzz that was around uh, the state of hockey? Because obviously losing the North Stars uh, a little bit prior was uh, devastating, but to get a team back rebranded, how huge was that for the state of hockey? It was, it was absolutely huge, huge. Like you say, we are the state of hockey, and not to have a national hockey team was devastating. And when they moved the North Stars, I mean, people were crying, and it was just awful so we were very very fortunate to get the minnesota wild um and that arena was sold out uh you still were to this day um you have to be put on a waiting list for season tickets so it's amazing that they're back and the franchise has done fairly well i mean you flip here and there but um i will always be a fan of the wild um it's my home state and win or lose i'm there for them that's amazing and it's so glad it's so glad i'm so glad to hear rather that you know they're still selling out season tickets every year and they have to go on a wait list because to those outside the minnesota market especially out here in western canada they're kind of the forgotten team in the national hockey league and this year with myself covering the team and really just diving into everything minnesota wild um everything college hockey in the state of hockey and even down to the high school level just you know talking to people like yourselves those those people on the ground those true minnesota fans it's one of the best fan base fan bases in the entire National Hockey League, in my opinion. I'd, I'd even say in North America. And again, I'm from Canada. So it, I just really want to <laughs> highlight that for all those listeners who are tuning into my podcast who are outside the state of hockey and from uh, my parts of the woods in Canada that like th this is they're the real deal out there. And, and the, the fans for this team are truly outstanding. Um, let, let's move on a little bit to, to, well, your book. I mean, how did it eventually come together? Obviously, being a hockey mom was the inspiration, but what's the story behind it? Uh, I worked for a publisher, and I had three uh, active kids in hockey at that time, and I would always come back from tournaments with crazy stories. I mean, you always have stories with kids at hockey tournaments. Always, always, always. Um, the owner of the company came out and, and said to me one day, he said, you need to do a book. And I said, nope, not doing it. I know what it takes to market it. I know what it takes, you know, to sell the book. I said, and I really like my job. So, you know, I'm just not going to do this. So he came back to me a couple days later and there was a contract on my desk and it said, um, he comes walking out and he said, did you see the contract? I said, yes, sir, I did. He said, well, you either sign that or you're fired. And I looked at him and I went, what? And he goes, Jody, I just want you to think about it. I, for some reason, think there's a market out there. And the way you can tell a story and what you can pull out from your kids, I think the book would do fairly well. 
So we pumped it out in about eight months, and the Minnesota Wild uh, actually did my book launch that, uh, in early October, I believe it was, mid-October maybe. Wow, what a story. I mean, you were, you were almost forced to do a book, and now it has success, so that, that's crazy. I mean, I, I guess it's cool to think that your, your, your boss was so passionate and believed in you that much, to, but to put your job on the line, I mean, wow, just for a hockey book, that's, that just shows these, these state of hockey fans, ladies and gentlemen, they're, they're a little crazy. <laughs> yep, they are, they are, they are. That, that's amazing. So it, it, it blossomed from there. I was, um, it, we did, it, I got to say, let's play hockey over that big intercom on a, during a national hockey game, and they opened up the suite for me and brought in a cash bar, and we sold a ton of books that night. Wow. And two weeks later, I get a call from the Minnesota Wild saying, hey, Jody, the NHL wants to talk to you. And I panicked for that half an instance thinking, oh, my gosh, did I do something wrong? Or did I step over a boundary? Did I, <laughs> what did I do that the NHL wants to talk to me? And and um, Jason on the other end says, hey, settle down, settle down. They want to interview you. It's all good. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, they actually have interviewed me three different times. And um, the first time they interviewed me, they actually picked the book as a number one uh, Christmas gift. So I was pretty fortunate there. Amazing. Um, I saw that the book is also in coloring book form now. Was that always the plan? I mean, how, how did that come about? That was not the plan. That was, again, my publisher's idea. He um, sent me a quick email and said, you know, I think this would be a great little color book coloring, you know, for adults and has become, has been more and more popular. And um, he said, it'd be quick to throw together. I want to follow your book. I want, the, I want to put your stamp on there. And I told him, go right ahead. So um, he threw it out on Amazon after he was done with it, and I approved it. And it ended up being the number one um, new release on Amazon. <laughs> I saw I saw actually a little snapshot of that when I was doing some research. I mean, again, congratulations. That, that's truly amazing. Um, so f for those, again, who aren't familiar with your work with both the coloring book and this book, my next question, and you kind of answered it, was going to be like, what's the demographic? I mean, is it is it aimed for, like, hockey parents to like read and joke around with their kids with or can can like a kid pick it up and read it or is it meant for parents to read to their kids or can like someone like myself pick it up and just have a laugh or two with it what's the demographic that you're trying to reach i when i first started the book i just wanted to direct it to moms as i got into it a little bit further i decided i wanted to make it um, a little more meaty i wanted some meat in it i wanted some validity so um, i actually contacted michael ruzioni um, and he jumped right on it and was very great, very gracious to me, did a great interview with me. So that gave the men's side um, to it, I feel. And then the Minnesota Wild, I got a hold of them and I actually got to go into their NHL um, suite and interview former, uh, NA former NHL players that played for the Wild and others that were visiting. So there's a few stories in there. I also got to chat with Winnie Grote and Natalie Garwitz. Um, who gave the Olympic side, the women's side. Um, so now I thought my book um, is better. It's much, much better. So to be honest with you, I feel this book appeals to everyone. Um, I've had moms actually contact me and say their kids pick it up and read it, and they start laughing. Uh -huh. Mom, this is you. Look, Mom, this is you. <laughs> oh, that, that's, so, that's so awesome. 
Um, okay, moving a little bit away from just the, the chatter about your book and a little bit about uh, you and your yeah. interests. I mean, I, I saw on your Instagram you have one of those Tim Hortons hockey mugs with the, the puck at the bottom. I mean, first of all, from being in Canada, how the hell did you get your hands on one of those? I mean, do you guys have Tim Hortons in Minnesota now? No, I know people. Ah, okay. <laughs> um, it was a gift from a friend of mine, and her um, nephew plays in the NHL. Oh, okay, gotcha. Because I was like, oh, what? How, how, how did you get... I mean, I know you're a hockey fan, and it's a pretty it's a pretty cool mug and everything. And I mean, I, I think of, like, my friend... Yeah, the first thing, I, when I saw it, to be honest with you, I thought, okay, this would be a great gift as well. So I kind of figured that's maybe what, what it would be. But I was also curious to see, because I know... Uh, Tim Hortons was purchased by an American company a few years ago now, and they're popping up every now and then, or every every now and then in the states. So I was a little bit curious on that front. Yeah, she was nice enough to send me one. I was very appreciative. Um, tell us about Hockey Day in Minnesota for those outside the state of hockey. I'm oh obviously covering them this year. I've gotten I got my full dose of Hockey Day in Minnesota. Um, out, outside obviously the state of hockey, but I caught the full broadcast. I talked to uh, a couple reporters. I mean Jesse Pierce, Ryan Carter, to name a couple, and and oh, yeah. they and they gave their thoughts on it. But from from someone who doesn't necessarily cover that day, someone who's a who's a fan who's involved with it, especially with your kids growing up and playing hockey. I mean, what does that day mean to you, and wh- how can you describe it for those outside the state? It's it's almost indescribable. It's you know, as you may or may not know, when we do the high school hockey tournament, we do it in our NHL arena here um, in St. Paul, and it's sold out. You cannot buy a ticket. You cannot walk in there and buy a ticket and sit down. You have to order them or stand in line. Actually, you have to stand in line, and if you're lucky enough to get a ticket to the high school hockey tournament, you're a lucky person. Um, hockey Day Minnesota goes from... We are, it's just incredible. It goes from NHL games, and it goes from the women's now uh, professional team is also featured on there. Then we have college teams that are playing from both boys and women. You have a couple of high school games going on. you got peewee games going on. If, if you live and breathe hockey, this is the day that you've got to walk around. You've got everybody walking around from, oh gosh, I don't know, Mike Madonna, um, I, all these guys from the NHL are walking around down there. Uh, coaches, scouts, everybody. It, it's just, it's a place to be. And it looks like an outstanding event. You talked about the, the high school state championship as well. That's what yeah. everyone who I've talked to, who I've interviewed or talked to other content creators uh, in Minnesota, they, they all keep telling me, I mean, that's the event that you have to come out here for. They're like, whether or not the Minnesota Wild make the playoffs or not, they're like, that'll happen again. You you have to come and experience, you know, this hockey day in Minnesota and especially the high school yeah. Uh, state championship. Did ever, did any of your kids ever uh, re- reach that tournament? No, they have not. But we go um, all constantly, all the time. Um, in fact, here's a cute little story. My son, my middle son, um, when he was in his younger days, I want to say 11, 12-ish, um, probably up to 14, 15 until I actually caught on to what was going on, he would um, fake being sick during the high school hockey tournament days. Ah. Um, so he could not go to school, the poor boy. So he would sit and watch the tournament on TV all day long. Oh, he sounds like a, he sounds like a smart kid you have there. <laughs> and, oh, yeah, and he skipped school with another hockey player to go watch when Miracle came out. Oh, yes, yes. Wow. 
<laughs> that's hilarious that's awesome um assuming next year <laughs> the nhl can still hold a winter classic uh do you do you plan to attend i mean you said you, you attend the state championship with your family are you, are you excited for the the winter classic and furthermore what does it mean to minnesota fans to finally get this long-awaited outdoor game Oh, gosh. Well, being the state of Minnesota, we were just like, it's a no-brainer. It just has to be here. I would love to attend that game. Um, if I can and if I can get tickets, I will definitely, definitely be there. This is a huge event for Minnesota. It'll, it just goes right in with the whole Hockey Day Minnesota and our high school tournament. So we're very, very excited to have that winter um, classic here. Why do you think it took so long for the National Hockey League to, to, to get into Minnesota? Because it feels like a no-brainer, like you said. It's the state of hockey. It would work so well outside, yet there have been, like, California games before Minnesota. Right. We, I have no idea. That's a very good question. I, you will have to bring that up to Mr. Bettman. Yes, we do. Um, so what, what are your two favorite teams to watch the Wild host at the XL Energy Center? Oh, gosh, that's a tough one. Um, of course, when the Hawks come to town, there's a little bit of a rival there, and I have, guess I'd have to say the Winnipeg Jets would be next. Okay, well, why why the Winnipeg Jets? They, they've gotten to be quite a rival as well, and this is just my personal preference. This is a game that my two daughters and I try to go to every year, and we've been pretty successful. So it's kind of a mom-daughter game. Okay. Um, there's a lot of fights. Uh, unfortunately, my daughters love that kind of thing with <laughs> hockey. They love to see the fighting. Um, they're very, very competitive. One daughter played hockey, and the other one was uh, a diver in college. Um, so they, they just, it, and then it's just very, they tease Winnipeg. They, we just really have a good time when they come to town. Uh, that that's awesome. I'm glad to hear that there's a little like there's an American rivalry with the Blackhawks and a little Canadian rivalry with the the Jets yeah. as well. No, that's awesome. Uh, finally, one more question here for you, Jody. And again, thank you uh, for giving me your time. Um, and, and I think I may know the answer again based on you know me doing my <laughs> research and checking out your Instagram. But uh, who's your favorite current Wild player and why? Oh, you're gonna put me on the spot. A little bit. Um, <laughs> you are. I you know. Because I've met him and I know parts of his family, I guess I'm going to have to say Jordan Greenway at this point. See, that's what I figured. Just because I saw the signed jersey on your Instagram, yeah. I was thinking... Uh... Um, but what, what, how, how do you think he played this year? I mean, I thought personally he took a, a, a bunch of steps forward, both in the physicality oh, portion yeah. of his game and also just hockey sense as well. It, it seemed like though, you know, none of the young guys necessarily, I mean, other than Kevin Fiala, of course, um, scored too yeah. much. But it seems like they did take a, a step forward. What were your thoughts on Greenway? I, I agree with that as well. Um, he when we when he first came up and he was so strong and just looked so good and then it was like, Oh, we've got this little not so sure period and where are you? Where's the guy we've seen? And then I feel toward the last part of the of our season, so to speak, I really thought he was doing a heck of a good job. He was, he was really clicking. Um, and I again I don't know if it's the, the coaching chain because we did fire our coach and we got the new interim in, but he seemed to respond better to the interim system, in my eyes. Mm-hmm. It seemed like the whole team kind of did, and I don't want to take yeah. anything. I don't want to take anything away from Bruce Boudreau because it was right. it was a hard no. season, right? The the schedule too was a was a little crazy, and oh, I, I thought that you know the the beginning of the, all the games that they played on the road was 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 quite frankly ridiculous, and I thought Bruce did the best that that he could because I'm a huge Bruce Boudreau fan, and I know 
all well I know the majority of Minnesota fans um, were, were, were almost just as much a, a Bruce fan as they were players on the team so I know it was a hard break but uh, the interim coach I mean he, he did do he did do wonders with this team and, it, and it's crazy to think that they were they were in the mix for a playoff spot before uh, this pandemic outbreak occurred Yep, I agree. I'm a, I'm a Bruce fan. I just love the guy. I loved his demeanor. Um, I, I just don't know if the team had had, if, if he had stayed. You know how sometimes you can overstay your welcome and things get repetitious and maybe bringing in the new guy, he had some new ideas and, and the players were happy to see something new. I, I really don't know the answer to that. Yeah, well, it's good to see that the Minnesota Wild fan base, um, you know, weren't too upset that Dean Evison stepped in, seeing that he was, you know, the assistant coach and he was part of the the organiz- organization in general. And and hell, he's he's at least given the Minnesota Wild management um, you know, something to talk about in regards to perhaps bringing him back uh, next season. We're out of time here, Jody. Again, thank you for yours. Everyone, please support her. Follow her on uh, Twitter at HockeyMom underscore Jody and check out her book, especially you local Minnesotans who haven't picked up a copy already. Jody, I'll share the link on all my social media and whatnot. And uh, thanks again, and I hope we can catch up soon. Yeah, thank you so much for having me on. Anytime. Thanks again, Jody, for making time. It was an absolute pleasure. And uh, and as I said in that interview, we're going to catch up again soon. Um, maybe there's another book coming out down the road. Who knows? Uh, maybe, you know, when all this uh, craziness is done, there'll be like another wave of promotion and we can bring Jody back on to talk about maybe just what has happened, you know, since... Because we talked about the origin stories of, uh, of the book. Maybe, maybe when we bring Jody back on, we can talk about, you know the growth of popularity and you know some stories that have uh, that have have occurred since the launch i mean she talked a little bit about how the nhl interviewed her and how you know things were popping off right off the the bat but i'd like to do like a check in and see where things are at maybe in in a few months um or later in the summer so again thanks jody that was awesome uh, she sent me a really nice message after you know thanking me for bringing her on saying it was a lot of fun uh, the pleasure was all mine and it was a lot of fun we love bringing on diverse guests on the soda pod and um as soon as i heard about this book i was like okay jody's gonna be uh, a great addition to the show and the fact that she's from minnesota just made it so much more perfect so again thank you so much let's move on to the final segment of this show some nhl news and notes that i want to unpack here so uh let's get into it so this is courtesy of cbc and they're saying that under the 24 team plan playoff slash play in plan and if the nhl can navigate the other obstacles in its way this is how it's going to look the top four teams in each conference would play a round robin tournament to determine seeding while the other which is crazy um maybe crazy is the wrong word but just very interesting uh while the other eight teams would uh well would tango in four separate best of five series so Boston, Tampa, Washington, and Philadelphia would compete for the number one slot in the East, uh, while the defending cup champions, the St. Louis Blues, and then Colorado, Vegas, and Dallas would do the same in the West. Now, Dallas is fucking lucky because they were on a fucking skid. And, um, and you know, Tampa's lucky because Boston, I believe, was like what more than seven points above them in the standings, if I'm not mistaken. I don't have the standings up in front of me, but I know it was like it was significant like that. And to potentially lose... Um, home ice advantage that that's that sucks uh philadelphia very lucky that they went on the run they did to they deservingly earn this seating spot so they're laughing uh dallas is laughing 
Uh, Boston's probably crying a bit. Uh, the East best of five series would look like Pittsburgh would be against Montreal, which, holy shit, what a gift for Montreal. On, I mean, you're playing Pittsburgh, a healthy Pittsburgh, that is, so it's not going to be easy. But if, if Carey Price can stand on his head, and we've seen it. If, if this team can come together uh, for a run against the Pittsburgh Penguins and disappoint, man, th- that's insane. I mean, I would have never expected that from Montreal. I, Montreal was If the season played out the way that it was supposed to, Montreal wasn't making the playoffs, and I think everyone can agree with that. Uh, Carolina would play New York, uh, the New York Rangers, that is. The New York Islanders would play Florida, which I think that would be an underrated series. I think that's going to be a good one. And the Toronto Maple Leafs would play Columbus. Oh, man, I've... Columbus all the way in that series, in my opinion. Like, if they could beat Tampa, imagine them upsetting the Toronto Maple Leafs this year. Like, oh, they just, wow. I I mean, I'd be rooting for Columbus in that one. This is very interesting. You can hear, like, I'm getting excited because hockey, I mean, we're not even in the phase two of the plan, and I believe this would be implemented in, what, phase three or four, if I'm not mistaken. But it's interesting. It's, It's exciting. Do I think there's going to be an asterisk behind the Stanley Cup still? Yes, but maybe less of one. Let not not as boldly written uh, as I as I once uh, was firmly uh, that that I firmly agreed with. Anyways, it was firmly stamped in my mind before that it'd be an asterisk. Now I'm starting to lighten up to the idea that okay, yes, it's going to be a very very uh, competitive pl- playoffs. Um, and one thing I do want to say on the matter is like. I'm not saying that there's an asterisk because it's like the teams don't deserve to win. Whatever team deser- like wins, you deserve to win that championship because that 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 tournament because you're still the best team in the world this year. You know, you played against the best teams in the best league in the best tournament available under these circumstances. So yes, you are the best. You you your crown. But did you win the Stanley Cup? I don't know. I don't think so because the Stanley Cup is a whole other animal. But anyways, let's uh, let's move right along here. In the West, the best of five matchup would include Edmonton versus Chicago. Which fuck Chicago's lucky. Um, they're gonna get tuned in my opinion, but they they ha- uh, it depends if Edmonton's D and goaltending can show up. You got to say the same thing about Chicago. <laughs> very similar in that sense. Very very, you know legitimate offensive elite talent pretty good defense on the on on the from the forwards but it's the back end on both fronts that uh that that could sink either of these teams so i think it's going to be a good series the young mcdavid and Drysaddle versus the the old you know i guess not the old but the veteran taves and kane uh nashville versus arizona great series for for either of these teams to take it uh calgary versus winnipeg which, you know, I think is a good. I think both of those teams are, are pretty evenly matched as well. I think obviously Winnipeg has the the edge in goaltending, but Calgary has the edge on defense. So I'm interested to see how that one plays out. And of course, your Minnesota Wild and the Vancouver Canucks. I think these teams are pretty evenly matched too. I think the Canucks obviously are a little younger and faster. However, they don't score from all five or all, all four lines as much as the Minnesota Wild do. Their defense, both on the from their forwards and and from their defenders is not as good as the Minnesota Wild. The one thing they have on Minnesota is really good goaltending. Thatcher Demko is a great young backup and Jacob Markstrom played out of his fucking mind this year and, and stole games for the Vancouver Canucks. Where the Minnesota Wild, I mean, again, God bless Alex Stalock. 
he he played like a league average goaltender as a backup and that's what you want but if this goal Jacob Markstrom's going to win the goaltending bout so it, Minnesota can't both of their netminders have to play above average if they're going to beat the Vancouver Canucks if they decide to trade goals with the Vancouver Canucks and I think the Minnesota Wild they can trade goals with the best of them but this team's fast and and in uh and they're going to grind them down that's the thing they're going to grind them down energy wise uh Minnesota's going to if they if they properly roll out their four lines, I think Minnesota has the edge in this series. I think it's going to be an entertaining one either way, and I think it was a good matchup for for both of these teams and a good matchup in, in my uh, from my description, anyways, from my point of view, is a, a matchup where two teams have a chance to win and where they kind of complement each other. You know, where a team doesn't have a lot of defense and lacks in scoring. You know, the other team would have defense or would have scoring and maybe lack lack in defense. You know what I mean? So kind of it's just like. With the with competing tools, let's see you know who the better team is. I hope I'm describing it in a way that you you guys can understand. But when you when you see teams that are like perfectly even, or or teams that like I don't know in fighting, for example, when you put up a boxer against a, a ground a ground and pound guy, like it just it doesn't make for a good fight. Whereas in the National Hockey League, when you see, you know, it's maybe that was a bad comparison because you want to see like two stand-up guys go. But in the National Hockey League, you want to see two teams that can can both score or both defend. And what's unique about hockey is if you, you know, have opposites in that end, which like I, I explained when I first went on this little fucking tangent that I'm on now. If you have a team like, for example, Nashville in 2011 that was like all defense and the Vancouver Canucks, which were... They had good defense, but predominantly offensive scoring um, coming from their power play. I mean, that was that was the best part of that team. It took Ryan Kessler and the third and you know and, and and depth players on the Vancouver Canucks to overcome the Nashville Predators because Nashville was so stacked defensively and it made for a really unique series and a good matchup. It was like both teams have something that can put them over the edge in this respected series, but in one facet or another is matched from another elite portion of the team coming the other way. Anyways, I've gone on <laughs> I've gone about I've gone about this way too long. You know what I mean. The four winners of the best of five matchups in each conference would then be pitted against the top four seeds that will play that round robin game to determine. Um, and the players for the most part voted in favor of this format Except for uh, two players, except for players on the Carolina Hurricanes and the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning, actually. Now, those are just the two franchises that have, that the media has reported who've had players, respectively, come out saying that they voted against it. I'm sure there were a few more, and and, and they've both come out saying, respectively, like it's not that we don't want to play; it's just maybe too soon. They don't feel safe. And, and all this is valid. Whereas a lot of other hockey players are very much like, very much fucking animals where they're just like, I want to play hockey. Play hockey. That is life. Play hockey. Make money for family. Play hockey. Why, why am I doing a Russian accent? I don't know. <laughs> I just think of the simpli simplicity of Malkin's English. We play hockey. All right, moving right along here, uh, some more National Hockey League news. If you haven't tuned out already from a couple of those tangents of mine, um, I found this pretty cool. As uh, as per CBC, the NHL starting to roll out um, refund options to season ticket holders. Now, 
it's still in the works, but with eight games uh, for the Calgary Flames, two credit options are uh, receive a food and beverage voucher worth 5% of the credit or get 3% interest on the value of the credit starting April 1st until the date of the 2020-2021 regular season schedule is announced. In Edmonton with seven games, if a credit is applied to next season by June 1st, there's a 5% rebate on that money calculated from April 1st to October 1st. If clients top up their accounts or pay for next season in full by June 1st, the 5% is applied to that amount too. For the Toronto Maple Leafs, also with seven games. <clears throat> Those who didn't request a refund by May 18th had their credit applied to next season. The first installment of the 2020-2021 season tickets was delayed from April 8th to June 8th with the option of applying to the credit to it. The Vancouver Canucks, six games. Incentives not to ask for your money back are doubling your Rogers Arena food and beverage allowance to $400. No increase in price on 2020-2021 season tickets. The credit serving as a down payment on next season. Payment flexibility and no payment plan fees. A decision on credit or refund is open until June third after which a credit will be applied to next season montreal canadians four games taking the credit increases by or it by half its value taking the credit increases by half its value four hundred dollars owed makes it six hundred for example and freezes the price on rewarding on renewing rather the 2019 2020 levels hab season seat Owners are also offered flexible payment options but had to decide on credit or refund by last Friday. Uh, the Ottawa Senators, four games. The Sens are expected to launch their renewal campaign <clears throat> this coming Monday but offered a season ticket twenty season ticket holder 25% off next season's package back in March. Uh, in a May 16th email, owner Eugene Melnick wrote, you will not lose the value of the tickets you have purchased. We have received your request for a refund and are working to proceed your request as quickly as we can. I mean, poor Ottawa, they're getting hit and hit hard this year because I mean, they didn't really have that, that many season ticket holders anyways this year. And they were, man, it was hard enough for them to, to sell out games, even in Canada with the product that they had a rebuilding product, you know, a soon to be exciting product, but a lackluster product. Nonetheless, finally, the Winnipeg jets with four games, the jets will discount next season's renewals by 3% of the credit balance occurred from March 12th until the first home pre or regular season game at the bell MTS place. So a lot of information coming at you there. I will retweet this uh, article from the Soda Pod account. So make sure to follow myself at VS Sports Talk and the podcast at the Soda Pod. Um, another great article. I'm, I'm not gonna, you know, we're, we're running out of time here, so I'm not gonna get into the ins and outs of it. But I'll retweet that one as well from the account. Uh, Matt Larkin of the Hockey News compares Kirill Kaprizov as a hybrid of Artemi Panarin skill wise and Vladimir Tarasenko power forward uh, wise, or like. North-South Hudson Bay Road type of game. Um, those are Russian comparisons, mind you, as like every you know blogger, uh, journalist, storyteller will, will, will make that comparison. It tells the better story. But I can see it, especially his shot. His shot can be both the Panarin and Tarasenko. He's got swagger and just like, not as much, mind you, as Antemi Perrin because he's just full of personality and swagger and pizzazz and whatnot. But he, this that... Next level skill that perhaps Tarasenko never really showed, sh showed at times, but he's more of a pure goal scorer. Um, 
that that dynamic part of his game you can see in uh, Kirill Kaprizov, and then that winger mentality of like bombing down the wing, maybe similar body type to uh Tarasenko is definitely evident in in Kirill's game and and stature as well so I like that comparison I'll retweet that story as well not the biggest fan of the hockey news these days other than their draft guide I really do like their draft guide and I stay true to that Matt Larkin he he's pretty damn good and you know has his controversial takes has some out there opinions I will say but for the most part he's one of the good ones at the hockey news finally uh, our friend actually on the Soda Pod and the Hockey Podcast Network, we're pretty close to this former KHL rinkside reporter and journalist Igor Aronko. Um, if you're not familiar with him on Twitter or if you follow any KHL news, you if you listen to the Spit and Chicklets podcast, he was on there uh, not too long, well, I guess almost a year ago now, shit, where uh, the boys kind of grilled him a little bit, both in the interview and, and after. They made fun of his voice, guys, and accent. I mean, come on. English isn't his first language. I've talked to this guy on the phone. He's a good guy. Um, He has been given a job as the assistant general manager for Umpsk Avangard of the KHL. So just wanted to give a a big shout-out to Igor. Um, uh, Unbelievable stuff. Like, he's been a hockey writer for Russia's Sports Express. That's what it is. And like I said, sideline reporter for the KHL telecast. And, And now he's on track to someday run a pro hockey team. Uh, making the leap from hockey media, actually, to uh, to front office is a very rare and very impressive. And um, and I don't think the hockey world has seen it since Chris Snow, who famously transitioned from being a beat writer covering the Minnesota Wild to tie it back to the Soda Pod, and then the Boston Red Sox to working as the Wild's director of hockey operations and then director of hockey analysis for the Calgary Flames. So there you go. Little Minnesota twist to it. Big shout out to Igor Ronko. Um, congratulations, sir. Um, I hope we could still po- possibly work together down the road. We had some irons in the fire there with the Hockey Podcast Network, but also um, continue to touch base and get some information on the KHL. As uh, as I know, you might have to be a little more hush hush these days as you are working as a general manager, but I know Igor tunes into this show every now and then, and I just wanted to give a, a big thank you, or a well, thank you for tuning in, and a big congratulations on the new position, my friend. Speaking of thank yous, thank you to those tuning in on SoundCloud, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Folks, the best thing you can do for us this week, besides donating on Patreon, is to give us five stars on iTunes and Apple Podcasts. Go listen through our website as well, thehockeypodcastnetwork.com. Uh, on any of your podcast apps, Please do us a solid and download the, the episode before you listen as it just helps our business. Uh, speaking of business, man, the Hawk Podcast Network is getting down to business. Uh, I won't reread all of our sponsors now. Don't worry. But I do want to give a shout out to the Hawk Podcast Network's original content s- series line. We have a ton of podcasts that are... You know, covering every corner and every niche of the hockey world. Not only does the Hockey Podcast Network offer a podcast that covers and is based on every National Hockey League team, but we have so much more. If you're into analytics, follow Dr. Matthew Arp on the Ice Analytics Podcast. Look that up on Twitter. Everyone's on Twitter, Instagram, Instagram, and Facebook. If you want to hear about a great story by a former great stories, rather, sad stories but powerful stuff from former professional player and former dub superstar Brady Leavold. F- follow and check out Hockey to Heroin, The Road to Recovery. 
uh, an outstanding podcast and Brady's been interviewing some amazing guests and we're really happy to have him here on the network. If you want to laugh, if you want some unbelievable stories from one of the best storytellers, not only in the game of hockey, but I'd say in the world right now, and that's Terry Ryan. Check out Tales with TR, a hockey podcast produced by your boy, Dylan Kayser, who joined us last week on the on the Soda Pod episode 59. Terry Ryan has some amazing guests every week, and if he doesn't, he's got a ton of tales um, that go back to playing in junior, his bus days with the Montreal Canadiens, and, uh, and so much more. This guy can talk about anything. You give him a mic, you give him one topic, just like Terry Ryan Sr., Terry Ryan can go off, and it's so fucking entertaining. So please... Uh, check that out and rate and review all these shows if you can as well folks if you're into hockey lifestyle you gotta check out the ladies at the house of hockey podcast uh breezy the creator of hunks of hockey on instagram and ray ray the hockey lady rachel Kopchak, do an outstanding job of highlighting everything that is the lifestyle of hockey and what builds this house of hockey and uh, it's amazing stuff they're about 11 i think episode 11 is going to drop this week on tuesday and they do an outstanding job they bring in some amazing guests as well uh, from all around the world uh in the media in hockey fashion and hockey business apparel you name it it's been one of the one of the best additions to the hockey podcast network and we're so happy to have them Moving on to a different niche. A niche that I think is still very much needed and needs to be promoted on our network and in the hockey world. We got fucking Darren Southpaw from the 4th Line Voice Podcast. That's right, back from the grave. The Hockey Podcast Network has rejuvenated it and we are posting it, publishing it, and hosting it on our network. We're back. Two episodes a week, every Wednesday and Sunday. Sunday features old interviews that were lost due to fucking iTunes. God damn it, iTunes. But it's back. Darren's back. And Wednesday, new episode with player, new player interviews and or uh, friends of the show, other contrib- contributors to fight podcasts and blogs, or just Darren going off about the shit that you want to hear if you're a fan of this side of hockey. Enforcer-based podcasting, baby. Let's bring it back. So, Fourth Line Voice Podcast, Ice Analytics, The House of Hockey, Hockey to Heroin, The Road to Recovery, and Tales with TR, a hockey podcast. We got endless content for you here on the Hockey Podcast Network, and we're bringing on a new show starting next month. More details to come. Reminder, you can give us a follow on Patreon, patreon.com slash thehockeypodcastnetwork. We have some exclusive Patreon shows as well. Got to give Tom Franklin of the Blue Notes podcast uh, covering the St. Louis Blues some credit every Saturday. If you jump on the U- our YouTube page or Patreon, you can get the Goon Line Gaming Show, which has been unbelievable. If you subscribe to Patreon or follow us on Facebook, uh, you can watch the, the live podcast on Facebook or with the donation of $1, you can access the podcast on Patreon of the Hockey Podcast Network's uh, After Hours, which is uh, it's a fucking shit show, and it's amazing. Basically, Dylan and I start the show on Facebook Live. We drop our live Zoom link in our Slack chat for all of our Hockey Podcast Network contributors, both NHL and um, in the original content series, and we just have a blast. Have a blast until the conversation's over, and it, it usually lasts, like man, up north of two hours. We had to make the podcast a two-pata. 
but a lot of fun that blogs extra podcasts all that and more on the on patreon dot com slash the hockey podcast network one dollar gets you access to everything uh i believe a dollar fifty we're gonna up maybe even two dollars for blogs but if you move up to 5 10 20 you'll be rewarded with some updated swag it's coming soon don't worry we're updating our merch store and uh, merch items both network wide on every individual show but also just through the hockey podcast network and we're gonna uh, give out some of that stuff as well as more hockey swag uh if you become a patreon so if you're waiting for that fair enough but if you if you become a patreon before we you know release details of the new swag package don't worry you're gonna get one so follow us on patreon we really appreciate it all of the donations go back to the host dylan and i we take nothing um Last time, I'm going to run down the Twitter at HockeyPodNet for information on all the shows and contests. You can find myself at VI Sports Talk. I retweet all that shit and sprinkle in a little uh, Vancouver and Minnesota content as well as other sports talk as well. And then the Soda Pod at the Soda Pod where you can chime in on all news, the Soda Pod poll questions, and uh, some of the articles and show notes that we dive into here as well as uh, time-stamped um, segments of, uh, of the podcast. Um, all right, I think that's it. Thanks again, Jody, for joining the show. Signing off, my name is Isha Jerome. This has been the Soda Pod presented by the Hockey Podcast Network. Folks, don't fear, just drink some beer and stay wild. <laughs>